Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voice for Victims podcast. First, I want to thank you everyone for joining me tonight and our special guest, Will Perfect. He'll be coming on the show pretty soon. Second, we all need to pray for the families in Texas and the families across the nation who have been victims of shootings. There's too many senseless shootings that occur in our world. This needs to end in our society. My heart breaks for those families. No one should ever have to endure the pain and suffering that those families and victims have had to go through. Will Perfect is an actor, singer, entrepreneur who has been on various movies and does audiobooks as well. He's coming on the show to tell all of you how he has been a victim over the years. The topic for tonight's show is public systems, schools, and financials. That all being said, let's welcome Will Perfect to the show. Hi, Will. Oh, good, good tidings to everybody uh, tuned in. What, what a beautiful, good, good. Um, what a great introduction, and our, our hearts do go out to the uh, the families. Um, I just saw a statistic of how many different shootings there were, and it's just it's startling because uh, when you know I went to the school, none of that ever happened, and it was uh, Columbine, I believe, was the first one. And uh, that got so much attention, you know, it just seemed like that kind of um, sparked some copycats and stuff like that. They probably, in my opinion, shouldn't give that as much attention, you know, at least not, uh, um, I don't know. It's a very complex um, topic, and that's why I asked the question why, which kind of leads up to why I'm on the show, Um, because the public school system, I, I believe, is that's where it needs to be fixed. Like if these teachers were paid as much as some of these movie stars or rockers, you know, they get paid these huge salaries. You'd see, you know, great teachers like maybe Brad Pitt would be in the, the classroom, you know, t- teaching the kids, you know, and he, someone who has uh, enthusiasm, you know, and someone who really cares, that kind of a person rather than these teachers that take a job that, you know, think they're going to get uh, the summers off and they want to be in control over kids. That's kind of the experience that I had. Well, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and a little bit of your background? Sure. We'll go back to the um, uh, beginning of the public schools because I actually liked the first probably three years of my schooling a lot. Uh, we went to the, um, I grew up in the country, and um, it was uh, so much freedom. We had uh, a big driveway for our bikes and, and our um, uh, big wheels, and we'd build forts, and we'd go exploring. And so we, we did a bunch of stuff like that, and I was one of the, the fast runners, and I went to Bloomer for jumping backwards um, in 10 seconds. Bloomer, for those that don't know, is the jump roping capital of the world. And I ended up jumping backwards, and I think I got like 55 jumps in 10 seconds. So anyway, I had lots of energy. Uh, we moved to the um, the city, and that's when things changed. I thought it would be, you know, really awesome because my cousin was going to be in the same grade as me. 
And, you know, it's a new house and a new neighborhood, so it was a lot of great expectations. But as soon as I got in the school system, about three months in, they, uh, they, they yanked me back to uh, third grade. So I was in fourth grade with my cousin for a few months and new kid at the school. Then he got taken back and then put in like a learning disability program. So for the new kid at the school to go through that is, you know, they, they could have done it in a different way, you know, because all of a sudden I'm this right. new kid known in this grade and then I get put in a, a lower grade, I would answer a question in class, and one of the kids would say, well, he knows that because he was in the other grade above. You know, so it's like you don't even want to answer the questions anymore. Um, and the other thing was, um, while I was in that program, I was, I was a questioner. I would, I would question the teacher, and she didn't like the fact that I would question her. So she'd keep me in for just about every recess. And when someone's got that much energy as me, you know, 10 seconds and 55 jumps in 10 seconds, you know, and I was one of the fast runners, I needed my recess. And at that age, there's nothing you can really do about that. You can't tell the teacher, well, I'm going out for recess. You know, um, you have to stay there. And that was, it was really psychologically, you know, I, I went through, in fact, even, you know, to this day, you know, think about stuff like that, how, how much power these teachers have over the kids and there's nothing the kid can say to fix it and that's why um, I, I say that schools need to pay teachers more make it more of a desirable job because a lot of a lot of people know teachers aren't getting paid a lot of money and when they're not getting paid a lot of money and there's not a lot of uh, incentive to become a teacher you're, you're not going to get the good teachers you know um, okay. There's got to be an incentive there for the teachers to really want to help the kids. Um, and, and again, when I look at solutions, um, you know, some of these counselors, you know, maybe uh, maybe a back rub for some of these kids would be good. You know, just a real, you know, uh, respectful. Some of these kids are probably don't have a good life at home, and, and some of these kids. Um, uh, you know, get uh, beat on at home and they, they look at that as love and they go to school and they do that to the other kids. Uh, my metaphor is like, say we're all cats. There's a bunch of domesticated cats that are used to getting petted and, and loved and fed when they need food. But when you go to a public school, these domestic cats get let in with these feral cats and these feral cats do not care, and, and a lot of their sense of humor is making other people feel in pain. And again, I think that goes back to the teachers not caring about the kids and being taught uh, subjects the kids don't really need or use. So I think that that's the big problem um, right there, the, the systems. And I was going to talk about uh, the bank probably, you know, in a different topic, but it seems like it kind of um, overlaps here too. I had an issue with my bank, and when you get on the hold for a uh, call for the bank, you hear, your call is important to us. Please wait for the next available teller. And when they do that for 45 minutes, I mean, that like even if you're in a good mood, if you hear that message over and over again, you're going to be like, you know, <laughs> pulling on your hair by the time someone gets on the phone. It's not even their fault. So I, I do think that that needs to change. And, you know, I don't know if I can 
you know, can I mention the name of the, the bank? Because <laughs> maybe they'll yeah, have enough yeah, people sure. call in. It, it's uh, Bank of America. And um, I was clearly earlier this year, I was on eBay and one of my orders didn't uh, come in. So I looked up customer service and customer service didn't come up right away, which I thought was kind of odd. But I scrolled down a little ways and it said customer service. And so I called in, the guy said eBay, you know, customer service, uh, asked about my order, what the tracking number was, who the seller was, and sounded very legitimate. And uh, he's like, well, you're dealing with a fraudulent seller. So I said, oh, oh, he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll get you your money double tonight. And he's like, "Uh, do you have Zelle? And I said, yes. And he's like, all right, well, we're going to get your money back. You just need to download this app called AnyDesk. And most people, when you hear the word any desk, it doesn't sound too um, scary. You know, it just sounds like any desk. Um, So I downloaded that. And what that is for the listeners, and this is to protect yourself too, any desk is a remote access to your phone. So he was able to like actually type in my responses. And and I said um, to the guy, I said, you just took, you know, a certain amount of money on my account. He said, well, I'm just making sure it works so we can get your money back. And then he took a, another chunk out, and then he hung up. And then I went to my bank, and they, they honestly didn't know what to do. They they didn't know who to send me to. Um, I was so freaked out at this point, I would actually called 911. Because it's like, well, what do you do when you're panicked? You call 911. So I thought, well, I just got scammed. I'm going to call them up. And it took 911, I think it was 15 minutes to answer the call. They don't, didn't know I was calling, but it took them that long to answer the call. So obviously, yeah. like, the systems are messed up. The systems, not only the police departments, um, the schools. Like, if we could somehow, like, all these people that have these billions of dollars, you imagine if, like, a, a bunny or a squirrel, like, collected uh, – <laughs> 90 billion nuts, what the other squirrels would think of them. They'd be like, what's this guy's deal? You know, why, why, does, why does he have all those? I mean, it's the same thing with money. A lot of these people don't need all that money. But with that, that money, they could do a lot of good. And I think they could uh, change the school systems by getting people that are really enthusiastic about teaching kids, that really like kids that aren't there to be a dictator and tell them what to do and get pleasure out of it. Because I think that's a lot of times these people that uh, become a teacher, that's what they want to do. They want to boss people around and they want their summers off. And if, uh, you know, there's a great enough incentive, there's going to be so many more people competing for these jobs and you're going to see the best of the best. And it's going to be like a, a job that you want to get into like a rock star or a, television star or movie star or any job that pays a lot of money. I think teachers need to be paid that because if, if the teachers aren't paid that kids aren't going to care and they're not going to know who to turn to if they, they have a question, you know, who knows what goes on through a kid's mind at that age. I know, I know I wasn't a perfect citizen at that age and being in uh, school, uh, my recess taken away. I mean, there was some, you know, thoughts that went through my head, like, uh, you know, how, how angry I was because I felt like my rights were being taken away and especially, um, being held back in a grade, how, how tough that is on a kid. 
Um, I actually waited a year to get my license because I didn't want the other kids to know that I failed. Um, and again, with that, that bank thing, um, the bank, bank of America could get sued for this because I'll tell you what, uh, when lawyers talk about punitive damages, that's psychological damages. And when you're on the phone for 45 minutes and it was about three hours collectively, cause they would, they bring me to another department. They wouldn't know where to send me. And then I would wait on the phone for another half hour of your call is important to us. Please wait for the next available teller. And you can hear in my voice, I can hear it too, like it's it affected me. So that's punitive. And I just wonder how many people they've done that to. And they could get sued for a lot of money because that's a lot of people they're doing that to. A solution for them, why don't they call the caller back? We'll jot your call, we'll find your number, we'll call you back. You know, but don't don't do all this maze stuff. And uh, I got my sheet back after I sent that in and they, they denied me my cash back. They said, because it was labeled a scam, which was one word was wrong. It should have been labeled fraud. And you know, those two words sound a lot alike, but the difference is a scam is when you're involved, you kind of know you're kind of part of it. Fraud is when you have no idea what they did. Like they had remote access to my phone Nothing I could have done about it. But uh, so I had to go to AT&T and I got my phone records and they give you a detailed report. Um, so I had to prove that you know, someone had a, uh, remote access to my phone. Did all that, waited for the paperwork, sent it to Bank of America. And they, they sent me another thing saying I wasn't going to get my money back. After going through all of that. And I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar corporation. I mean, even hundreds of thousands of, you know, even a million dollars is chicken feed to Bank of America. But when you've been a customer there for 20 years, no complaints, and then something that happens that like that's actual real fraud, there's no other definition of it, and they don't give you your money back, and then they make you wait on the phone for that long with that repeated message over and over and over again. Many things need to change, and, it, and I, I believe it starts with the systems. A lot of our systems are not friendly systems. And when that happens, it, uh, it goes on to the kids, and then they bring it home because they want to get their mind off their day. So what do they do? They turn on TV, and it's a bunch of violence. Okay, um, I've been watching TV for three hours, scanning channels, just about everyone has violence on them. Then you say, well, I'm going to lay down and listen to some tunes. You listen to some tunes, and a lot of these tunes are talking about their AK and, you know, um, um, you know my sawed-off shotgun. So it's like constantly, and we do become what we think about. So if you've got those right. messages going on and on and on, teachers not caring, violence on TV, violence in the songs, what's going to happen? It's really not a big surprise. It's sad that it has to happen, but you look at the facts. People are frustrated. People are don't know where, where to go. Like if they take a pause, where do they go? You know, I mean, some of the, you could say, well, listen to uh, easy listening. <laughs> but, you know, when you're in high school, that doesn't fly too well with the other kids. You almost have to, like, listen to that stuff on your own. But it's like you really got to take charge of your life. And that's why I write these audio books. Um, I, I sort of went through some 
self-esteem, you know, being in Hollywood after um, going through what I, I went through. So I knew I had to keep my attitude up. And that's why I wrote all these uh, audiobooks that are very uplifting. And I am slightly dyslexic, and I didn't know how to uh, diagnose that at the time. Um, but the good thing about that is, like, you could listen to my books backward to forward and probably get a good meaning. You know? Right. Yeah, wow. So that's you a little little bit of an intro lot. to, uh, yeah, I know I spoke quite a bit. Um yeah, do do ask some questions. You've got a great show, a great voice, and I know you've you've got a great education, and you're making a difference. Thank you, thank you. And I, you know, I agree with you. You know, with what you've said about the system, it, it needs to change, and it needs to change for the better. Um, you know, like if there's signs of a child having an issue, whether it's mental health or or whatever. Um, you know, parents need to get help for that child. Don't let it go. You know, get the help now because if you don't get the help, then, you know, th- there could be further problems. You know, as we can see, obviously, this is a situation that just happened in Texas and, um, you know, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe if, if that kid would have gotten some help, I mean, you know, and, and it's not right, you know, if he was bullied or whatever, I mean, that doesn't you know, condone what he did, and absolutely not. But the point is, is the whole system needs to be changed. The whole system needs to be focused on trying to help people and and knowing the signs. If you see a child getting picked on, knowing the signs of what's going on, you know, in your classroom or what's going on in the community or whatever, whatever situation that you're in, you know, there needs to be awareness. And, and there needs to be more training. You know, if people do not know the signs, they need to go go get training for that um, because the help is out there. I mean, it's just there, there, there's a lot of lack lack of communication that goes on mm-hmm. in society too. And the other thing is with the teacher, like there's a lot of good teachers out there. I think the issue is, like you said, they are underpaid, and mm-hmm. I think too, like with the, you know, administration, you know, who knows what's going on there, you know, in different schools, like how the administrators treat the teachers, you know, it it could be like a dictatorship, you don't know, I mean, it could be anything, but like the whole big picture, you know, that doesn't give them a lot of motivation if if they're not being paid enough or if they're not being respected or if they're not being um, treated well, you know, that weighs on them because teachers, really have a hard job. They have to deal with all those children in their classroom, and that, that's a lot of work. My, I do with my kids. I mean, it's a lot of work as it is. I mean, you know, dealing with kids of my own, because I couldn't even imagine having to be in a, a classroom with all those kids and have to be keep everybody on task. That's a very hard job, and they deserve more money. Um, so right. I totally agree with that. They definitely deserve more money. They are way underpaid. But, because um, once you know, America puts that priority of dollar value on education above uh, being in the movies, and I'm saying this as an actor, so I mean it's 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 like almost like why are you saying that it's against your profession? But I, I just believe what's right is right. Pay the teachers right. the most and make it fun for the kids to go to school. I, I was I was terrified. I stayed home a lot of times from school. I acted like I was Ferris Bueller. You know, I 
didn't want to go into school. You know, I just, I didn't want to handle that. Like even in our uh, middle school uh, for swimming class, we had these swimming trunks that were super tight. They're spandex like, and all the kids wore the same ones. And again, that's that, that's a lawsuit wait, waiting to happen nowadays. Right. I mean, I'm sure that wouldn't that's happen. That's wrong. And these these were such tight swimming suits. Like you're you're going through puberty, and some kids are developing more than others at that time. And these things are tighter than spandex. And you got to put these things on, and knowing other people have put them on before you, other students, no, not knowing how well they wash them, you know. And then you, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. It, it is the public school system, but it's like uh, Lee Clement Stone, this uh, great businessman, said there, if you look hard enough, you'll find the seeds of equivalent or greater benefits. And when you look for that, well, what's the benefit of that? Well, it makes you stronger. And like George Carlin was talking about, he's like, I don't know why everybody's um, so afraid of germs nowadays. He's like, the reason we have such immensely strong immune systems is because we used to swim in the river. And that river was connected to the sewer system. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, wow. the immune system gets built up because of things that it has to face. And I think that's the uh, human emotion. And you got to have uh, thick skin to be in Hollywood because there's a lot of fast talkers here, a lot of sharks, you know. Um, and sometimes even if you know what's going on and you know you're, you're being uh, talked to from a shark, you don't necessarily point them out and say you're a shark. You know, you listen to them. You're you're respectful. You gain the whole story, and then later on, when you got all the facts that you think are the facts, then you make your decision. But you don't have to say yes to a glittering business deal just because a guy speaks it well. You know, you do your research on that project, and you find out everything they said was it true. And then once you, you find out if that, it looks like a good deal still, then you get back into the negotiation tables. But never make a decision. I think I said this um, on the perfect zone. Never make a decision while you're angry and never make a decision um, when you're very excited and happy. Because I'll tell you what, that's when that eBay thing, because I got the n- number from Google. Uh, that's when that happened. I was I just got off a telephone call with someone, and they praised our show, and they, they really liked it. So I was on, like, cloud nine feeling good, and then this guy says, I'll give you double your money back. Oh, sure. If I was probably in a bad mood that day, and the guy said, um, we'll give you double your money back, download this app, I probably said, no thanks. You know, um, let's go about it the regular way. But the fact I was in such a good mood thinking all these things, things are going to – the Bible puts it this way, pride becomes before a fall. So it's like you got to stay neutral almost. And I am a Libra, so it's like I see the, the scales very equal, very balanced. Right. One of the, the things that, um, that I noticed, like with what you said, was on the, um, you know, the media you know, they, they mm-hmm. bring attention on things, you know, such mm-hmm. as that, that person who committed that in Texas. And to me, that's bad that they're even announcing that person's name because a lot of these people do this to get um, publicity. That's to make the news. Yep. Do, to make the news. Mm-hmm. So I think going forward, I think the media needs to limit limit saying 
you know, their names and giving them the publicity because maybe, you know, that might help change that, you know, that they won't want to do that type of behavior if they see that they're not getting any attention from it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, in um, another incident the, that, that happened yeah. with our my high school, um, this is, again, the system, there was a girl who was pregnant in our high school, and she's kind of like a goth-looking girl. She had the, the black makeup on and uh, combat boots with a dress, you know, kind of. But uh, she won homecoming queen, and the school rigged it so it looked like someone else won. And wow. the kids, like, there was, so, there was so, like, an overwhelming amount of people voting for this girl. People knew it was up, and somehow it was exposed that the teachers picked someone else. And this was a national case. This girl went on like I like Phil Donahue and um, Good Morning America. Her name was April, and um, you know it was just very unfair. And these same teachers actually, there was an affair that happened at our school from these. I think it was the same teacher, one of them anyway, the the principal. So it just shows like how corrupt our school was, you know. And it's just like mm-hmm. even at the top top tiers. And you had a lot of teachers that didn't care. I mean, if someone says, well, you had to have that teacher that inspired you. What was your favorite teacher? I would probably have to go back to third grade or or not third grade, probably kindergarten. Third grade was all right. But I would say kindergarten, I had like a crush on my uh, uh, substitute teacher, Mrs. Blazer, and uh, asked her to come over to my dinner (laughs) at that age and so the kindergarten teacher and her came over to our house for dinner, but she was a lot of fun and she really cared, you know, and I thought, well, this is, I, I don't mind this school thing. But as soon as you face some of those other things, you almost feel like you're living a lie because um, I, you know, couldn't tell my friends my real age, you know, because I, I was so embarrassed that I got held back, you know, um, it, it, at that age, like you take everything so personally. And then when you hear, you know, you got, you failed, you know, and not only did you, they say you failed, they let you go a few months in the other grade and then they took you back and then they put you in a learning disability program. So it was just one thing after another. Um, so I looked for the seeds of equivalent or greater benefits. And then when we got to the bigger school, I would, you know, almost write down who I'd want to be friends with, you know, and uh, I ended up, uh sort of being the kid from the country, going to the new school, not having Reeboks or uh, guest jeans or whatever was in at the time. But later on in high school, I ended up working at a clothing store. So it just shows how one thing happens to you, like you're getting made fun of for not having the right shoes. And all of a sudden, a few years later, you're working at the place that sells the shoes. And these people that made fun of you are like trying to you know, say, Can, you got a uh, coupon for me, man? You know? <laughs> But it is, you go forward with what's, what's in your way, and you almost use that as fuel, just like the um, Back to the Future. You know, I think it was Back to the Future 2 or 3 where they put garbage in his machine, and it makes it work. <laughs> it, it's kind of the way it is. Like, if you get something negative, you, you transmute it into something higher. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the way... Um, uh, like if you get a negative seven, you make it a regular seven and you build from there. Right. Well, you had a lot happen over the years with your situation. And I thank you for coming on the show and telling everybody 
about that um, tonight. Mm -hmm. No, we're almost out of time. Do you have anything else that you wanted to bring up before I say some more stuff? Uh, I think the call kind of got uh, lost in translation. Can you say it again? Oh, I just said that. Do you have anything else you wanted to bring up to the listener tonight? Sure. Yeah. In fact, I do think, um, you know, this is a show that empowers people that uh, I think puts everybody on the same page in a way, because I do think everybody in the United States and probably the world is a victim somehow. You know, um, if they really looked at their life, um, Shakespeare said, nothing's neither good nor bad. It's how we look at it. But, uh, you know, maybe at that young age, we really don't know. And I do think a lot of these counselors are so afraid to hug kids or even give them a rub on the back because, you know, they're like, ooh, I don't want to even get close to a kid. Don't even want to look at them, you know. But I just think if they open those doors and, and allow the counselor to hug the kids again, give them a back rub. You know, uh, I think some of these kids just need to be saying, pat on the back, it's going to be all right, man, you're going to do okay. But teachers aren't doing that. Instead, you go into a counselor's office and they, you know, they degrade you almost. They, you know, they make you feel small. Why'd you do that? You know, those kind of things. And it's, you know, as a kid, you're just like, I don't know. And that's the real answer. You know, you really don't know. It's just like, uh, where does a kid go if, if uh, maybe they they don't have a good home life and they don't like school as much as I did, you know? Where do you go from there? you got to have people that are going to bring you up and have a show like yours. Give someone their voice. Allow them to think, you know, hey, if, um, say, for a scenario, if a teacher is treating kids terribly and the teacher all of a sudden knows that there's a show called Voice for Victims and you're letting students on maybe, maybe that teacher wouldn't be as mean to those kids if they knew that they're going to go on a respectable, legitimate show like yours and just basically tell the truth. Right. You know, I just think because your show is making a difference because you're allowing people to say, you know, I'm not the only victim here. Everybody's a victim if you look at it that way. But everybody's a victor if you look at it through the transmission. Like, because you can find that seed of equivalent or greater benefit. I probably wouldn't have read as many books as I, I have or wrote as many books if, if I wouldn't have been treated that harshly as a kid from the school system, you know, but who knows, who knows what the real answer is, but I mean, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. I mean, there are, there's, there's still a lot of good teachers out there, but you do have some bad teachers and then they, they ruin it for the rest of them. You know, people need to be more positive. And you just got to remember as a teacher, you know, your role model, and the children are learning from you or, you know, so, like, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, they need to definitely be thinking more positive and if they get frustrated, then maybe that's not the job they need to be in or, you know, maybe look for something else to do. But um, but I know that they do have struggles as well, you know, because of, they are underpaid, you know. Mm-hmm. But, well, and their ability to look at someone else's imagination. I remember and we had a DECA class, and that was one of the, the favorite classes uh, for the high schoolers. Everyone wanted to get into 
the DECA class because there's a lot of um, building of things and, and kind of also kind of prepares you with life after high school is like because then you got to almost start your own business and think about all these things that are important. So uh, our project, and, um, you know, this is a uh, interesting thing about copyright. Like when, once I'll, I'll say my idea because I still think it's a great idea, but I don't know how I'm going to put this together. So if anybody wants to work with me on this and invest, I still think it's a good idea. Um, there was a soda that uh, my, my partner and I decided we were going to make this uh, soda and we were going to call it Fizz Off. And the, um, the slogan were, do the letters F-O mean anything to you? <laughs> kind of a funny thing. And for the samples, we, we'd give like a little tiny, like uh, uh, something in the mail, like almost like a, uh, I'm trying to think of what it, would be like um, just like um, regular candy, but like inside there's like liquid. But anyway, it got like a C on the project, and the guy had said, you know, and our sodas were like mint and um, peach and banana, and at the time there wasn't any of those sodas. And they got some criticism. Well, who's going to want to buy those that those flavors? And I suppose the uh, the slogan was kind of racy at the time too. But anyway, getting a C for that, for that much imagination. I still think it's an idea that would work. And nowadays, there's all those flavors. There weren't then, but now you can go to like a 7-Eleven, find a bunch of different interesting flavors. Apricot, you know, they've got that now. Um, I don't know if they have mint uh, soda yet, but it was it was an idea at that time. Um, but I just remembered, you know, how awesome this was and, you know, getting a C on it. And thinking that's kind of unfair. <laughs> I thought our idea, idea was really great. I still do. Right. You know, so if anybody wants to reach out and you've got a beverage company, hey, there's there's the idea right there. <laughs> right. Well, I think you're just an amazing person, Will. I think that you, um, you know, what you've been through has really shaped who you are today. And you know, mm-hmm. you've been very successful. I mean, you're an actor, a singer. Um, you know, that's very impressive. I mean, you've been in a lot of movies and, you know, I think that with your life experiences and everything it has made you, um, you went through struggles, but you were able to, you know, get through it. And, and now you're a lot stronger person and now you're trying to help others. And I think it's just great that, you know, that you come on the show and you've educated people on some of this, especially well, on I, that, I, I thank you for financial thing. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, the thing is the push that, uh, like when you say sing, uh, that again came through like a primal scream. I mean, sure, I saw some groups that really inspired me. But uh, like if you're having a bad day, the best thing you can do is go in and sing your favorite songs at the top of your lungs. I guarantee you your attitude will change by the end of the, the song or even number of songs you sang. Uh, just because there's this that, that urge to get that message and all of a sudden you're on this like higher form of communication. You almost ride the wave, you know, it's uh, what a release music is. And that was one of my, my saving graces. I did have uh, my listening to each tape uh, before going to bed. That was like kind of a, a thing that I always do. So I always hear, you know, one of my favorite groups before bed, but uh, my parents, we're caring. Uh, my dad, um, very strict, uh, but, but caring. 
my mom very encouraging but i just you know wonder these kids that don't have that at home and then they go through that same experience in those public schools who do they have to turn to right you know and that that's why your your show is going to be so successful and it's going to continue to be successful because a lot of people want to be heard bottom line that's a, they want to be heard and um you know and who knows someone might hear my uh what i said earlier and and disregard it and say well that that's nothing compared to what i went to and and probably factually you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that have much harder experiences than i have and i know how much those experiences that i described affected me so you, you right. wonder these kids you know wow what's really going on in their head they need that counselor they need a teacher who's paid a lot who's inspired to be there and want to you know go on a field trip and and notice the new shoes and you got a new haircut today is that a, is that a new pair of jeans you know kids want to be noticed that's why they get that right right and as far yeah, as they bullying need happens mm-hmm. as far as bullying happens you know that, that's happened to me too going to the new school and there's a girl that I'm interested in. She's interested in me. Uh, there's two other guys that are good buddies. They're both interested in that girl, you know, <laughs> so then they take it out on me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you grow up and, and you end up, uh, my mom is calling I'm going to connect her just a minute. Hey, Mom, I'm on the radio right now. You're on the radio as well. I just uh, mentioned your name really earlier and just said what a great uh, um, sense of comfort you are. So just uh, say hi real quick to everybody listening. Okay, and I just want to say hello and have a wonderful evening. Here we are the, to begin a wonderful holiday weekend. Lots of good things. And you are terrific. Talk later. All right, Bye. love you, love you. Bye. See, and she's, I, a, she's so nice. Your mom is yes. so nice and sweet, and so encouraging. And that's the oh, thing. Like yeah. I felt like you're an encouraging mom too. I know how much uh, like your kids adore you and look up to you, and and can't wait to be around you all the time. And that's uh, that's a good sign of parenting. Thank you. Yeah, I I was just going to say some of these kids, they need that encouragement. And if I I was to invest in the school system, I would put the top notch counselors in first. And then I would probably put the um, the top teachers, people that really like you, like if they did research on these teachers, you would find them wanting to be a teacher before years before those kind of people with that, that kind of talent for teaching and wanting to be a teacher. Right. Because uh, I think yeah. the best way to teach someone is through example. You know, it's, uh, you know, you see um, how your peers and your friends react to things. And then you see, you know, how your teacher reacts to things. You gather it all. And, I just think there needs to be an awakening, like almost like a a restart of how we view education, because that that's really what it is. These people that are super well educated, you'll find that very few of them are violent. 
the violent people are usually people with very lackluster educations and people that got beat at home. Right. And, you know, I mean, if there's a a TV network, you know, like uh, the reputation that I think Disney used to have, I don't know if it still does, but I mean that like Hallmark sort of, like there needs to be more of that uh, happy ending stuff on TV because uh, I was listening to an audio book about Alan Alda and he was a guy from MASH and he said he was watching the show and this other guy had this guy in a headlock on the, the show. So he took it to his friend and he got his friend in a headlock and his friend said, Oh, Oh, Oh. And he's like, stop. And he goes, so I cranked it even harder. And, uh, and his friend looked at him and said, you really hurt me. And, and again, it was from him watching TV and then taking it on his friend because he saw it there and wanted to act it out. So anything that I think that's on TV should really, you know, they got to realize how powerful that medium is. People are going to want to act like that. I, I acted like the um, movie stars in a lot of 60-foot screen, you know, like you go to a movie you like. You walk out of that theater, you feel like you're that star. You feel like you're that character who is just 60 foot tall. Right. You yeah, I know, no, like, just with my daughter, I, you know, if she's seeing something on, on TV or, you know, or on, sometimes, you know, she'll look at talk and, you know, she tries to act like that. I mean, they, they mimic what they see on TV. So, you know, mm-hmm. if all this violence stuff on TV, um, that's what they're going to learn. It's learned behavior, and, and they're going to react to it. You know, You're absolutely right. And positive. where do they go yeah. to? And the music yeah. they listen to, too, is very violent. Like, you know, some of the stuff is very violent. I mean, there's other music, I suppose, that, uh, you know, is away from that. But, I mean, some of these, like when they're talking about taking that song, It's Cold Outside, Honey, I'm thinking to myself, haven't they heard some of this other stuff? <laughs> like, if that song was offensive to them, they would get their minds blown to hear some of the lyrics. Right, you know, yeah, and, some and the of the lyrics, lyrics and some of the yeah. And kids play these over and over and over and over again. As you know, we become what we think about. The repetition becomes that. So you got to think about what what are you actually fueling in inside your mind. Um, and and you say, well, how can I get around that? There's negativity all around me, everywhere. I, you know, I turn on the TV, there it is, and there's violence there. There's um, in my music and TV. How do you how do you go around that? it's that word transmutation again. Because you say, well, it's negative seven. I can think of a uplifting seven. Like you think about that, what happened in Texas, eight, those 18 people. Well, I'm sure there's hundreds of babies being born that same day. You know, you, gotta, you look at the other side of the coin and just say, you know, God made this universe. They can predict where Jupiter and Neptune and Earth are going to be 300 years from now. So there's a mathematical plan. So if you do your best, you know, and uh, the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. Because um, the karma is one of those things that's compound interest. If it does not happen to you that year or that next week or two years from now, ten years from now, that thing that you did to someone you thought you got away with, it's going to come back to you tenfold, a hundredfold. And you're going to wonder, well, why did I do that a long time ago? But the universe has to teach that person you shouldn't have done it. Why did you do that? Someone's going to do that exact same thing to you. 
and it's going to be bigger than what you did to them, just so you can learn. And that's that's like the proper um, teaching system, karma, because you know, I mean, it's uh, has a, a perfect accounting system. And um, I just think if if we incorporate golden rules and uh, pay teachers more and get some of these counselors to give kids hugs and notice their clothes and their haircut and give them a back rub and you know stuff like that, somebody because human touch is actually a need. It's like food. You know, we all need to hang out with people and shake hands and bump fists. And that's part of being a human, that interaction, you know, that human touch to realize that you're, you're real on this earth. You know, you bump fists with someone, you feel their energy. But we're about out of time. Um, oh, that went so quick. I know. Um, but thank you again for coming on the show, Will. Um, and if you, um, if anyone wants to find Will, he has a Facebook page, which is Will Perfect, and he also has an Instagram. And he's also the host of the Perfect Zone along with Janet Lopez. Oh, and Janet's they are great. actually going to, yeah, she is. And um, they are going to be on tonight. Um, I think like in an hour, right? Is it? Um, what yeah. Time is it? In fact, our yeah. one of our guests was your first guest on your show. Oh, good. Kimberly Kim Boyd. be back on. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, you need to tune into their show. They have a great show, and it's on Blog Talk Radio, um, the Perfect Zone. You can also go on Easy Way Radio. Is that correct? It's on that that platform yep. as well. Um, but. Yeah, they'll be on here shortly, so definitely you don't want to miss the show. And then if yep. you want to be in my show, you can reach out to me on voiceforvictimspodcast.com. And then when you go onto my website, you can either send me an email or you can fill out the questionnaire. Um, and then did you want to say what before I do my ending? Yeah, sure. And I also want to bring up, uh, you've got a, a jewelry business. I've seen some of the jewelry on there. It's very nice jewelry. And we're just talking about how people notice, you know, some of this stuff. And, and she's got some very nice uh, uh, necklaces and um, bracelets and earrings. Do check out some of that. Um, I have two audiobooks online. One's called RFT, Rewards for Thoughts. The other one's called The Legendary. Uh, um and both of those are online. I've got some other stuff that I haven't released. But um, uh, I'm going to bring up a seed of equivalent or greater benefit with the bank. Um, you know, I, I mentioned my truth about my experience with Bank of America. Um, well, not a good one. But the upside of this is the, the seed. I was in waiting in my, the line, which is usually they have one teller and, like, you know, big line of 20 people. Anyway, this guy came in, kind of looked like he owned the place and was dressed real sharp. And I was like, oh. So I started talking to him, and I said, what are you, a fashion designer? And sure enough, he was, and his name is Nemo, and that's he's one of our guests on The Perfect Song. Oh, wow. So that's, how he, he, that's how that happened. That's awesome. But uh, other than that, I, I, I feel like I've, I've been cleansed. And that's the nice thing about having a voice. Once you say it and it's in the air, I think there's like invisible, like sort of um, connectors, conduits that um, release it. 
and and allow you to kind of say, well, I've said my piece. It's the it's as far as I I'm gonna take this uh, scenario today, and and it feels good now that it's off my chest. Because then once once you've said it, you feel like I've, I've related to some people, and you're a good listener, and that's, that's a you. really great quality. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> from what I used to do for a living, I always had to listen and you know try to help others. So I think with all my experience and everything, I've just you know who who I am today, and but I appreciate the compliment. And I'm I'm glad that you feel better because you you sound better. You feel like you've got it off your chest, and you um and you know, like you, it's helped you. It's almost like it was a therapy session. It's very well put. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it does make you feel better when you talk through things. You know, another thing very that's true. good for people, too, like if you're frustrated, is to journal. You know, write it out in a in a notebook or whatever. You know, if you're having a bad day, just start writing, and then you um, – start feeling better or painting, you know, just start painting a picture, coloring a picture, even make you feel good. You know, and here's the thing for all the kids that, that got do. bullied, anybody who got a name called at them or got bullied in any way, this is something you could do is um, like if someone brings you a gift and you decide not to accept it, whose gift is it? Mm-hmm. It's still the person who tried to give the gift. So, I mean, that's what when someone calls you a name or something, you don't accept it. You let them keep it. Who keeps it now? It's them. That's that's their word describing themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of times people's words are descriptions of their own thing. Even when they're talking about someone else, it's usually about themselves. Right. So, you know, and again, just, you know, it's a lot of these things like as a kid, it's hard to say, don't take it personally. But I mean, that's that's true. You really got to, as an adult, you got to not take many things personally and just find out what your goals are. And, um, and you just think about those every day. And you don't have to take massive action every day. You know, take a day off and take a day of rest. You're supposed to. But uh, keep your goal in mind at all times. And these people that say something to you and say, well, are they paying my bills? Are they helping me? You know, it's like so then those voices and road rage, they don't, they don't hold as much weight as they once did. Right. Well, all of your speaking tonight was very well said. Um, I want to thank you again for joining us. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening. I look forward to another show next Thursday. And always stand up and make a difference for yourself or someone else. Hope everyone has a good night. Good night, Will, and Happy good night, Thursday, everyone everybody. out there listening. Thank you. Good night. Night.